are you ready for the end of the radio show? It's <laughs> like, well, I mean, I heard that we're not getting our bills paid, so that might happen. <laughs> yeah. I've been on the air since 99. How many years is that? Every week. Well, I don't know. Take like three or four days off a year. Yeah, almost every week. <laughs> so, well, days, weeks off. <laughs> Just like, so this is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And we are here live. Yes, I think we're live. Let me check my pulse. <laughs> See if I'm awake. That's a good one. If you ever think you're having a bad day, just check your pulse. Yeah. If you're still alive, that's <laughs> half like, the battle. Just like so. So yeah. We are on the air. Yes. In the middle of Carbondale. But we do have listeners that listen all over because we are well, you are kind of technologically savvy. <laughs> yeah. And uh, record it and put it online and people can get it on a podcast and it's archived at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah. And Why? about every month, I actually update the podcast. Why would someone want to listen to us more than once? Oh, that's a good question. Maybe they missed a story. Like they heard a story and they couldn't remember which state it was that uh, d- didn't let you talk about climate change. <laughs> There's a state? What? Oh, yeah. I'm oh, doing wait, spoilers. Wasn't that, that last week? I already forgot. Yeah. No, we got a new one this week. <laughs> what? Yeah. The okay, we're gonna have to, I'm going to have to listen to this show when we're talking. <laughs> yeah. You know, usually I just read and I don't listen at all. Um, do you think people actually do like us? <laughs> Hopefully. Well, we'll find out if they call in. The all right. Number to call is 618-457-3691. We will be wanting to talk to you more after the show. Yes. But I probably should... Um, get my stack of stickers and offer to give those to a bunch of people again because i just realized i have a big stack of stickers yeah oh yeah that reminds me too i don't i don't physically have it on me at the moment but a copy of my novel uh change i would like to you have a novel yes i have a novel called change and it's available at the bookworm it's available online and it's also available if you pledge to your community spirit and to wdbx uh, for, if you become a member, one of the recurring memberships, then you will, first person to do that on our show will get a copy of Change. Ooh. So that's exciting Provide times. Provide your change, like what, 50 cents a day or something, <laughs> and get a book called Change. Yeah. <laughs> there All you go. Right. So, should we actually talk about the state of the world? I guess so, at least a little bit. Till we get too de- depressed by it, then we can talk about the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this first one. This is some in the not-so-good category. Land, ocean, carbon sinks are weakening, making climate action more urgent. Well, I kind of noticed that it went from, like, 10 degrees out <laughs> to, like, almost 70. Yeah. In, what, a week and a half? Yeah, a week and a half. Really, like, a day or two. I mean, it was, <laughs> Just like... there was one or two days where the transition happened fully. <laughs> so, yeah, a little bit crazy weather. Southern Illinois has always had kind of crazy weather, but it's getting crazier. So we're... Destroying nature's ability to help stave off catastrophic climate change. That's the bombshell conclusion of an underreported 2014 study. The declining uptake of rate of atmospheric CO2 by land and ocean sinks. No wonder it has a very boring title. Why doesn't it say, <laughs> it's the end of the world. Listen to this report. Yeah. Yeah, well, scientists, I mean, they, they as individuals may be very, like, you know, passionate about a subject. But when they write their reports, they tend to be very... 
you know, dry, impartial, because they're just saying the facts. <laughs> well, the best part of this report, it's based on actual observation and measurements. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't just Unlike make this that up. report we were talking about last week. <laughs> yeah. They, they looked at the thermometer and everything, you know. Uh, but yeah, the, the world's top carbon cycle experts have determined that the land and ocean are becoming steadily less effective at removing excess carbon from the atmosphere. This makes it more urgent for us to start cutting carbon pollution ASAP, since it will become progressively harder and harder for us to do so effectively in the coming decades. Now, in case it's not clear from that, what this means is basically like right now, we're putting out a bunch of CO2 and the, the air and the water, you know, the water and nature, the, is, nature helping is helping us. us absorb it. But it's being less effective. So that means like 10 it's, years it's from now. I'm reaching the point. I don't want to help them yeah, anymore. Let yeah. them deal with the consequences. They're done. You know, it's on them. You know, <laughs> it's like a sponge that is slowly filling with water and then it can't take any more water. If we keep redu producing the same amount of CO2, less of it is going to be absorbed. So it's like in order to not increase the parts per million in the atmosphere, it's like sort of when you're trying to, you know, running just to stay in place. <laughs> We're going to have to cut our emissions uh, dramatically just to not go higher. <laughs> How does running in place create emissions? <laughs> yeah, all that puffing and puffing. It just matters how many beans you ate. Yeah. So... Well, there's, I mean, there's, if you sign up for the newsletter, there's a, a lot of info on exactly how and why this works in the full article. But I mean, basically, you know, when these carbon sinks are absorbing less CO2, then that, it's a very serious situation. Cause then we keep putting out junk and it's less of it gets absorbed. Junk. <laughs> junk in the trunk. Now, a report came out that some people aren't taking this seriously. Yeah. That's not, that was my editorializing. <laughs> the actual report, said florida bans state workers from saying quote unquote climate change what officials from the florida department of environmental protection the agency in charge of setting conservation policy and enforcing environmental laws in the state issued directives in 2011 barring thousands of employees from using the phrases climate change and global warming according to a bombshell report by the Florida Center for Investigative Reporting. Hmm. That should have, like, some kind of, like, really cool acronym, like, I don't know. <laughs> Just, <Yeah>. like, investigate. <laughs> they could have their own, like, TV show, like, you know, the CSI shows. They could have the well, investigative reporting well, show. the F-C-I-R. <laughs> that yeah. doesn't sound as good, but, you know. If they could shorten it to three letters. Yeah. Well, they had, what is it, uh, NCIS? They did have one that was four letters. Oh, okay. So, so <laughs> you just say it cool. Yeah. FCIR, the Florida Center for Investigative Reporting. Yeah. The report ties the ledge policy, which is described, quote, as unwritten. <laughs> yeah, they knew better than them put it on the books. <laughs> to the election of a Republican governor, Scott uh, Rick Scott, and his appointment of a new department director that year. Now, Scott was reelected last November, he has declined to say whether he believes climate change is caused by human activity. I'm not a scientist. Well, that's step one. Admitting you don't know what you're talking about yeah. and relying on experts. Yeah. I'm not a scientist, so I consulted the scientists and they said... <laughs> Just like... So, man, this is an amazing report because isn't Florida like the lowest laying state? 
Yeah, it's. I think it's the lowest laying, and one of the lowest laying, and also the uh, geology of it makes it very susceptible to climate change because the water just seeps in through the ground. You know, you can't put up a storm wall and oh, we don't get flooded, it's fine. The water yeah, seeps it, in; it percolates up, up. Through, up through like the yeah, the, the porous yeah, there. porous limestone there. Yeah. Uh, so you would think you know that's a bombshell report. Yeah. But is Florida? Yeah. Standing on its own or, you know, sinking on its own. Yeah, well, I felt when I was looking up these stories, I felt like a like a sinking sensation because I saw the one about Florida and I was like, wow, that's crazy. Florida is having a big problem there. But then I read this other story, too, that uh, oh, disappeared, <laughs> disappeared on me. But Florida is not the only state where officials censored the term climate change. Now, it may have seemed surprising when on Sunday, four former employees in Florida's State Department of Environmental Protection said they were forbidden from using the words climate change and global warming in any official communications. But as it turns out, the alleged practice is not unusual, at least in states with governors who do not accept the scientific validity of human-caused climate change. In fact, two states were accused of implementing a very similar practice with their environmental conservation agencies last year. The most recent accusation, other than the Florida one, came in September when a former employee of the Pennsylvania Department of Conservation and Natural Resources. So these are agencies that are tasked specifically with dealing with environmental issues. It's not like they went to, I don't know, the trash collection department and said, hey, don't talk about climate change. They went to environmentally related places and told them not to talk about climate change. So yeah, I mean, that was Pennsylvania. Then it was also North Carolina Department of Environment and Natural Resources. Well, I love the, the, what it says about North Carolina. In the case of North Carolina, the agency defended the practice, saying that the state lacked clear regulatory responsibility to deal with climate change. So we'll just ignore it. We'll right? ignore it. Well, yeah, I didn't say you know it doesn't say that, but yeah. And they yeah. also they were removing links and documents about climate change from their website. So it's not like they just didn't chat about it around the water cooler. They were changing the information the public got based on this policy. So now this is I understand if there are disagreements with how to deal with climate change, you know. But to not even talk about it, to not allow people to say the word climate change, that's, that's literally Orwellian. Like in, in 1984, they stopped using certain words and they changed the meaning of words for political reasons. And that's what they're doing. Oh, you mean they haven't been doing that? <laughs> I mean, you know, so. Yeah. Well, they do it a lot, but now they're getting caught. Oh, okay. That makes it better. <laughs> yeah. like, it's good that they get caught. I mean, the more we call them out on this sort of behavior, the less acceptable it becomes. In good news, 2014 was the biggest year for solar power ever. <laughs> We've noticed here before the many ways in which solar power is, I don't know if I should say blowing up. <laughs> but actually, I mean, it is the only technology that doesn't blow up. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's <what>? ironic. <laughs> so, Well, it can't blow up on the track, so it blows up in the sales department. There you go. Adding tons of jobs, driving progressive policy, and a attracting millions of dollars in investment from major corporations. It's not slowing down anytime soon. Well, <laughs> in case they, unless they get rid of the 30% federal tax credit. Yeah. If you ever seen the, since they implemented the 30% tax credit, basically the solar install is like, you know, at a 45 degree angle or yeah. just going straight up. Well, you can, not straight up. Yeah. I mean, the graph, we can't beam you the graph through the radio waves, but uh, it's, it looks like a curve. You know, it's, it's like not even a straight line. It's like it's curving upward to the sky. <laughs> yeah. It's almost a straight line. Yeah. I yeah. mean, 
It's almost going straight yeah, up. Yeah, almost going straight up, yeah. <laughs> so um, new data from market analysis finds that 2014 was solar's biggest yet ever, with 30% more photovoltaics installed than 2013. So it's like 20 to 30% increase every year. Yeah. That's exponential. Yeah. <laughs> Those numbers are even more impressive when you compare them to other types of energy sources. Even though solar still accounts for a small share of U.S. electric generation, less than 1%, last year it added nearly as many megawatts to the grid as natural gas, which is quickly catching up on coal as the country's primary energy source. And coal added almost nothing new in 2014. Hmm. Now, the report points to three chief reasons for the boom. First, costs are falling. Not just for the panels themselves, but for everything. Installation, financing, so that overall prices fell by 10%. Now, let me editorialize a little bit. Solar, for some reason, is tied directly to the price of oil. Yeah. <laughs> and so right now, there's never a better time to put solar in just because the price of oil is ridiculously low. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, eventually someone will realize that oil and Solar prices shouldn't be tied together. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to tie them together. <laughs> yep. So, falling costs have allowed both large utility company and small third-party solar installer to pursue new ways to bring solar to customers, including leasing and improved on-site energy storage. And then federal incentives have been very stable for quite a few years. Yeah. While... You know, state incentives are generally improving. So yeah, some companies are trying to fight them. You know, if they're not in the solar business, they try to fight the incentives. Well, they're saying, you know, you install solar, it's affecting our bottom line. Yeah. Excuse me, solar is only one percent of the energy mix of the U.S. Yeah. It's not affecting your bottom line. <laughs> I mean, it would take a long time before there's enough solar. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> before there's enough solar to actually affect. A utility's bottom line. Yeah. Besides, the progressive forward-thinking utilities are installing solar themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah, if they don't like it, they can buy solar themselves. <laughs> Speaking so. of solar and a way to make it so that renewable energy is a steady job builder, there's a nationwide incentive that'll affect us here in Illinois, the Illinois Clean Jobs Bill. There's actually a bill, actually two of them, one in the House and one in the Senate, HB 2607 and SB 1485. Mm -hmm. And what this is, is literally what I said, Illinois Clean Jobs Bill. This bill will generate an estimated 32,000 new jobs per year in Illinois. That's on top of the 100,000 clean energy jobs in Illinois today. Now, a big part of this is energy efficiency. Yeah, that's a big deal because, you know, it's, it's good to switch from clean source, from dirty sources to clean sources, but it's also good to increase the amount of energy you're using by doing any energy efficiency, energy conservation. Yeah, I mean, if you... Use less, you need less. Yeah. So part of this is Illinois electric utilities should achieve a 20% reduction in demand through energy efficiency. And there's a list of ways to do that. 
and this will ramp up the Illinois wind and solar industries and pursue strategies to reduce carbon emissions and create jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, polling shows Illinois voters are strongly support new clean energy sources, and I have like a whole bunch of polling. 69% of Illinois voters strongly agree that we should try, quote, to get energy from as many diverse sources as we can. Only 21% strongly think we should pursue coal, um, while 74% say we have to do energy efficiency, and 54% say we, well, on this one study it was 54%, and on this one it was 67%, say we have to support increasing solar. Yeah. And then wind is um, 59%, but yeah, coal is 21%. So if you would like more information, I have this great printed out sheet of paper. (laughs) I actually tried to look on the internet briefly on my phone, and the only thing I found was Twitter. So Yeah, maybe it's a big secret. (laughs) But basically it's 20% efficiency, 35% renewables equals 32,000 new clean energy jobs per year mm-hmm. well, i don't know do, do people in illinois want uh new jobs and clean energy sources and saving money through energy efficiency well just to let you know in comparison there are only slightly more than eight thousand coal jobs in the state yeah so we've already hit a hundred thousand clean energy jobs and this will add thirty two thousand more per year yeah and you know i mean majority of those clean energy jobs are in energy efficiency because we actually have a very strong energy efficiency standard in the state of Illinois. Yeah. So energy efficiency is good. All right, so it's time to get into some of the holidays. Now, the big holiday we're celebrating here at WDBX is the WDBX Spring Membership Drive. If you're not a member already, uh, and even if you are, you can be, pledge more a month if you want to. But especially if you're not a member already, give us a call at six one eight. Four five seven three six nine one. Both of us here are talking on the phone or talking on the radio at the moment, but you can give us a call, and if anyone else in the studio, they'll pick up or call us at ten thirty. But don't forget to call us six one eight four five seven three six nine one. You're who keeps community radio on the air, and I know you know times maybe, are. T- maybe they don't like us though. Yeah, maybe you don't like us. You know, I, I see it as similar to paying a utility. You know. If you want electricity, you pay the electric bill. If you want water, you pay the water bill. If you well, want to get people el- think we won't shut <laughs> shut off though. I yeah, mean, the electric bill they shut you they off. They shut you off. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we'll shut off too if we don't get the the support from our listeners. So if you want to keep hearing all this wonderful music, all this news that you get during the talk block, there's amazing things you get on community radio that you don't get anywhere else. Six one eight. I keep doing this for free. So. Oh yeah, I do. It for and free. I pay to be a member of the station. So. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We both we pay money in order to come here and do some free labor. <laughs> Just like. so if you appreciate that, six one eight four five seven three six nine one. Today is Jewel Day. If you got some extra jewels, send them our way. Tomorrow is Saturday. Learn about Butterflies Day. Yeah. It's National Potato Chip Day. <laughs> I don't know why they need a National Potato Chip Day. It's also National Pie Day, 314. So those of you who don't know, the number pie, 3.141526. <laughs> Show off. 
Sunday, everything you think is wrong. Ha, maybe. Well, don't say that on Sunday because you might be one number off. Yeah. <laughs> Just... And on Sunday, beware the eyes of March. Monday, everything you do is right day. Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> that could get a little dangerous. <laughs> it's also Freedom of Information Day. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't filled out your favorite Freedom of Information Act uh, request <laughs> to your local political institutions, Monday's the day to do it. And also coming up on Tuesday, it's St. Patrick's Day. Wednesday is the Goddess of Fertility Day and National Agriculture Day. Hey, that's cool. That's like together. <laughs> yeah, those two you know, I think are related. You know, it's like back back in the day, that's when you um, went and had good times in the field to make it so that the, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> to help bring out the fertility in the fields. Wednesday is also Supreme Sacrifice Day. Yeah. So. so lots of lots of good months, holidays this month. Uh, the Irish American Month, Music in Our Schools Month, that's very important. National Women's History Month. Yeah, they just did International Women's Day, uh, the events over at the Town Square Pavilion. Why do they have the day that they now shorten it by one hour <laughs> for women? Yeah. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, I think that's there's got to be some sort of conspiracy there. It's, it is the day that they do the... They take away an hour for the daylight savings, and that is Women's Day. Yeah, and then Black History Month is the shortest month. Yeah, man, we need to work on that. They're, they're still they're still keeping people down. The way to work on that is to think about women's rights every day. There you go. It's Music in Our Schools Month and Social Workers Month. Yes. So shout out to all the social workers out there. Carbondale Community Farmers Market. Saturdays, 9 till noon at the Carbondale Community High School. I, I bet a lot of stuff are starting to pop up. You know, it turned warm so quick, I bet a lot of green things have popped up already. Yeah. Well, I've heard the spring peepers out there, you know, the little frogs that sing. Like, but I, I haven't really seen a lot of blossoms yet, but it's probably today as we go out. So, also coming up uh, on this weekend, on Saturday, the Girls Rock Carbondale. It's a fundraiser and instrument drive. It's going on Saturday, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. over at Hangar 9. And Girls Rock Carbondale is a new initiative for teaching. Uh, it's a band camp uh, rock and roll immersion experience for girls so they learn how to make music. So they're looking for donations of uh, rock and roll equipment and funds. For more info on that, you can email info at carbondalearts.org or call 457-5100. On Tuesday... At 8 p.m., Transpoetic Playground at the Guy House Interface Center. Transpoetic Playground has found a new home. Transpoetic is meeting at Guy House on the first and third Tuesdays. Guy House invites all to share some poetry or simply enjoy the performances. If you'd like to host, drop them a line. There are a couple gu simple guidelines. Food are welcome, but they make no guarantee about their availability. But mm, yeah. you know, if you bring something... Bring something to share, maybe. Yeah. So, and there is a meditation event at 8 p.m. downstairs. So, you know, come in at the upstairs so you don't bother the people who are meditating downstairs. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been, it's been going really well. It keeps building in momentum, it seems like. I've been going to that almost every time. And it started when it first moved to Guy House. You know, it was like three, four people like, oh, I heard it's here now. But now it's, it must have been, I don't know, 15 people, maybe even more. It's, and it's such a diverse range of poetry, and it's always a good time. 
So also coming up, if you like events going on at Guy House, there's a student organization for the Guy House Interfaith Center. They are having their next meeting on Wednesday at 4 p.m. at Guy House. The Carbondale Candidate Forums. You, did you know that some people are running for city council and mayor? I heard about that. <laughs> well, if you would like to find out what they you know, like and want to talk to them, there are two Carbondale Candidate Forums at the Carbondale Civic Center. One is March 18th and one is March 25th. The first one is for the Carbondale City Council, March 18th at 7 p.m. at the Carbondale Civic Center. The candidates are Adam Lowe's, Navrit Kong, Angela Kay, Rebel Pinkston, Tom Grant, Lance Jack, and Anna Durant. So, again, show up March 18th at 7 p.m. And then the candidate forum for um, mayoral candidates is March 25th, also at the Carbondale Civic Center. Yeah. An informal meet and greet where the public is invited to speak individually with the candidates Jane Adams and Mike Henry will take place at 7 p.m. with the formal forum at 7.30. Yeah. Now, that's a good event because, I mean, especially if you don't usually get out to city council meetings, these these candidates and the city council people may just be a name on a paper, but you can go and listen to what they have to say, ask them questions, see if you think they should be on city council or if they should be mayor. Now, the next couple are mark your calendars. Um, yeah, we've got Saturday. Yeah, yeah, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. Basically, everything in the world is happening next Saturday. We've got probably only some of the events, but uh, we've got like several things that are going That's on next Saturday. <laughs> so you can mark your calendar for some of these. Uh, it's the Southern Illinois AIDS Walk is coming up next Saturday at 10 a.m. at the Newman Catholic Student Center. And it's that 715 South Washington in Carbondale. Proceeds from the event will be donated towards the purchase of grocery store gift cards for 150 low-income households uh, impacted by HIV/AIDS. So it's this is actually going to I'm going to participate in it this year. This is my first time being in it. So uh, if you want to pledge to our team or to anyone who's supporting the cause, it's 812-480-0204 for more information. Or you can just show up on Saturday, next Saturday. <laughs> Saturday the 21st is also Reconciliation Through Truth-Telling at the Newman Catholic Center from 2 till 4 p.m. Also coming up, uh, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, Feed the Hungry Trivia Night. It's on the 21st at 6.30 p.m. at the Murfreesboro Elks Club. Uh, that's 1809 Shoemaker Drive in Murfreesboro. And this is very necessary. This is the benefit for the Good Samaritan House Food Pantry and the Murfreesboro Food Pantry. Yeah, working and, together to help the hungry. And it's, I'm, I'm on the Carbondale Interfaith Council, and so every month the Good Samaritan gives us a report, and they just keep getting more people coming who need their services because of the state of the economy today. So I guess it was probably two months ago I, I heard a report where they said that their demand is 47% above the five-year average. Yeah. So that's what it was last year. Yeah, and it's it's like so the... Uh, people at the state level keep trying to decrease funding for social services, and then the need for the services is going up. So your support helps helps fill the gap. And it's nice when there's a fun event like this, like Trivia Night, where you go. I've been to a couple of Trivia Nights. You have a really good time. You guess all these answers. There's raffles you and guess. things like that. <laughs> well, you guess. <laughs> if, you're, if you have a good memory, you might know the answers. <laughs> I do a lot of guessing. <laughs> so... 
Mark your calendar for Monday, March 23rd, for the Ralph Anderson Interfaith Dialogue, Parliament of the World's Religions. And that'll be at the St. Francis Xavier Church. Yeah. Yeah, they're having a good discussion of that, because the Parliament of the World Religions is only happens once every couple of years, and it moves from country to country. But this year, it's in the U.S., so a bunch of people are going from Southern Illinois, and they're going to talk about what it's all about. Basically, people of different faiths getting along. <laughs> Isn't that a nice idea? Man, that would be something to talk about. Yeah. They, they get together, people of like dozens of different faiths in one room together, and they don't kill each other. <laughs> they talk, and they have a good time. <laughs> Mark your calendar for the 2015 Margie Parker Teach-In for Peace, featuring Nobel Peace Prize nominee John Deere. That's Tuesday, March 24th at 7 p.m. at the SIUC Student Health Center. Yeah. And that's part of the, uh, we'll have next week, we'll talk a little bit more about something called the 11 Days for Compassion. There's a whole series of events coming up uh, in at the end of March for the 11 Days for Compassion. It's basically part of a broader program to encourage compassionate cities and do things to help your neighbor. And we're going to learn a lot more about it during the coming uh, 11 days that it happens on. Also part of the 11 Days of Compassion is the Living Circles of Compassion, March 25th from sunrise to sunset at the Labyrinth Peace Park. Um, that's right next to Guy House Interface Center. Yeah. It's an all-day event which in which people will walk the labyrinth whenever they wish. So we will have more information about that. But um, you probably should look up 11 Days of Compassion. Every year there's a different theme from nonviolent Carbondale. Yeah, and this year it's a 11 Days for Compassion. So, And the complete schedule of the 2015 11 Days of Compassion is online at nonviolentcarbondale.org. So, Sounds good. All right. It's been another exciting... Yes, it's been exciting and informative. This time I listened to stuff. Yeah. So now if you quiz me next week, yeah, I won't remember all of it. <laughs> I might remember some of it. Yeah, some of the key points. <laughs> The main key point is we like what we do, and we would like you to like us back. Well, you could like us on Facebook, but you could also like us by, well, keeping us on the air. Yes. Give us a call at 618-457-3691, well, in like 20 seconds, yeah. and you could talk to us. Yeah, in about 20 seconds, you could talk to us, and you know you'll make you can make your pledge you can learn what we're going to talk about on the radio all those good things so give us a call 618-457-3691 and join the wdbx community club this is your community spirit on your community radio let's do this together <laughs>